we're joined now by Coach Steve Smith, former head coach of the Baylor Bears and former head coach of Tennessee Tech and, and now working in the Detroit Tigers baseball program. Coach, good morning, and, and how are you today? I'm good, Tom. How are you guys doing? Thank you for <clears throat> reaching out to me. Um, as you can tell, I'm a little straggly in the voice this morning, but I'll be fine. Hey, you, you got to play. You got to play through it, don't you, Coach? <laughs> yeah, you do. If you want to play, <laughs> you uh, you, you got to keep going. That's right. Hey, so tell us what you know, I was reading. Upper level pitching coordinator of Detroit. So, so kind of walk us through that. What's that? What's that entail? Well, let's see. Last night, I uh, I watched both our double A AA and triple A team play via my uh, laptop and when the game was over uh i made a a completed a sheet that's a pitcher availability sheet and let them know those man the manager and the pitching coach at both of those places who they had available today uh, you know I don't know. I still, at my heart, still a coach. And so it kind of bothers me a little bit that they're having to take their orders from me. Um, you know, but that's what, that's the nature of the beast these days in professional baseball is, is that the guys on the field, you know, they're at least in the, in the minor league level. And I think even some of the big leagues, you know, they're, they're getting their directives, uh, you know, from above on who's going to pitch and, how much and, you know, what the rotation looks like. And, you know, there's just a lot of directives that come from the top that go down. And so, you know, the upper level part, I'm just, I just pay attention to both double A AA and triple A and some, to some extent, the high A team. Uh, when, when I'm not there in person, then I'm, I'm, I'm watching it. Um, I'll start going to our double A and triple A club or in triple A's in Toledo, Ohio and the, Doubles in Erie, Pennsylvania, and so uh, next week I'll start heading to those places about every other week. Um, you know, be be gone a week, back back home a week, and that kind of thing. So, in some respect, it's it's still coaching, but it's it's you're coaching coaches uh, more than you're coaching players. The the spring training part of it was uh, was uh, different. You know, in addition to being 49 nights in a hotel, it was uh, there's you know some interaction there with the players, but that's clearly the thing that I'm going to miss in this role is just the day to day dugout, day to day interaction with players. Uh, that's not my job at this point, so that's the part I'm going to miss. It, it sounds like that it was a a difficult decision to leave Tennessee Tech and, and make this move. You know, it, it was because of the players at Tennessee Tech. Uh, you know, I really loved the guys. And we – and I'd only been there really through one – really one recruiting cycle. You know, when I got there, it was January before COVID. And so, literally was there for about five or six weeks, and then the whole thing got shut down. <clears throat> and we went – we went uh, over a year without being able to go out uh, and evaluate or ha or have anybody come on campus. And so <clears throat> you're learning to – you're having to recruit via the portal, via video, uh, you know, on the phone, you know, uh, Zoom calls, that kind of thing. 
and that's just not that's not my preferred way and i don't know that anybody prefers it but uh but we brought in a ton of guys uh and they're doing pretty well right now i follow them all the time the two assistants that i had you know i put the staff together felt really really good about the staff um and honestly to the point where you know i didn't look at tennessee tech for me personally you know, my prayer was that was not a best, that was not the end, you know, that it was an opportunity to, to, to restart. Uh, and so when I made decisions on on staff, I was thinking down the road, I wasn't thinking this is a good fit for Tennessee Tech. I was thinking this is a good fit wherever uh, and at the highest level of, of the college game. And so pitching guy was a guy I spent uh, two years with at Auburn. Uh, who had been in the foxhole, you know, there. We'd been in the foxhole at Omaha. I had, he, I trusted him intensely. I mean, he, he knew how I thought. And uh, and then my the hitting guy uh, was kind of a new guy. And, and I'll tell you, you, you remember probably 15 years ago now, the Bluffton team that had the bus wreck in Atlanta, Georgia. They were on their way to Florida for their spring trip. And that's a Division three team uh, in Indiana, I believe, Ohio. But they were headed, they were headed south for for spring, and they had a tragic, tragic bus accident in Atlanta. And the young man I'd, I'd hired to come in and do the hitting was on that bus. Um, actually, a first year coach, and went through the windshield of that bus, hit the upright, hit the guardrails up top. I say all that to say, you know, this was this guy. Uh, perspective on life uh is really unique but he's also a tremendous hitting guy uh and just a good guy he's married with three kids so i had you know i felt really good so i to your question i, I it was very difficult to leave those guys um very difficult to leave the players but um it was the door that opened and i felt like at the time it was what the lord wanted me to do and that's what i did here in Waco at Baylor, uh, a, a great run, obviously, uh, with a, uh, a several Supers and, and the Omaha team in 05. But the 2012 team, talk a little bit about the 2012 team, uh, the reunion coming up this weekend. Obviously, that was a special group and, uh, you know, it, it, in an eyelash away from, from getting back to Omaha with that group. Well, the, the first thing I'd like to say is just thank you. Uh, and thank you to, to, to Baylor and and – those you know behind the scenes that are, are are giving these guys this opportunity to get back together and um you know it, it's the first thing i think about when i think about that team is the fact that they were there was no rock star on that team we had we've had we had teams that were that were arguably far more talented uh there, there was only really you know Mac muncie was a fifth round pick uh, and that's the highest draft on that team. And and then the, the pitching, you know, they performed. You can go back and look it up. But I think the team ERA in 12 was was by far the highest in, in my time. And I think even going back, you know, some years before that, and the highest draft out of that staff was Josh Turley. And that was a, I don't I mean, 19th round, something like that. So we're not talking about a, a just a super talented bunch of guys, but they played so well together. Uh, 
that, uh, you know, they were almost boring uh, to watch because they they just were the same day in and day out, and they, they you know, that that was reflected in the streaks that they put together, you know, with the the wins and stuff, and you know that's what that's what I think about. Obviously, the way that it ended was monumentally disappointing, particularly to me, uh, because you know you feel like you just let them down. You know they, you know, um, I I can still remember today, you know, the questions I got. Uh, you know, in the days following that, um, you know, when you've had 10 years to think about it, uh, you understand those questions a little better. I probably, I probably was at that point in my life was far more defensive than I should have been, but I, I understood, I understand the questions now by a couple of decisions that were made. And I, and I, you know, I live with that. Um, but I'm proud of that team and proud of the fact that, you know, they, they're, they're grown men and now we're we're in the we're in the wind business but we're in the grown men business too and we're in the the business of of helping guys mature and and get to the place where 10 years later you know they they're who they are today and it's one of the reasons why i think baylor is special um as a as an institution um you can go to a lot of places i mean there's a lot of great universities in this state and others and 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 they they will dispense a lot of incredible information and and prepare guys for great careers and a lot of things. But I still believe that Baylor's a place where you get more than information. Uh, you can get transformation, and and that's what I that's you know that's what resonates with me. And it's it's it, it, that's that's what I'm most looking forward to in terms of Saturday is just seeing what seeing what these guys look like today. The uh, the feed the beaver thing, how did that how did that affect the club? I mean, was that a distraction? Was it just a little bit of fun? I mean, what was your take on that then, and in 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 what's your take on it now? Oh, it was no distraction. Um, no, it, I think at the time it just it, it was just a lot of fun, uh, and, and obviously it it uh, it engaged and connected the team with the, with the crowd, with the fans, you know, I mean, this, you know, to do something really, really special, it, it takes that, you know, I mean, you, you have to, you have to engage and you create an atmosphere in the ballpark. I, I don't know that we ever had a season that, that there was anything more electric, you know, than, than the ballpark was that year. And I think you got to give, you got to give our furry friend a little credit (laughs) on that, Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, my gosh, the, the, the beavers on our wing, um, you know, the, 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 the beaver was, was crucial, you know, to the, to the whole thing. And, you know, none of us had any, I mean, it certainly, certainly wasn't a plant. Nobody had any, you know, it wasn't, wasn't something that we thought out. It was something that just happened. And, um, and it, and it kind of took on a life of its own, if you will. And, um, you know, it's, uh, something nobody's ever going to forget coach thanks we appreciate your time enjoy the day uh i I hope it's a great day for everybody involved with that 2012 program and and uh, it should be a lot of fun and and we we want you to enjoy the day and i appreciate that and uh it's good to hear your voice it was good to hear lark's voice on the on the on the commercial leading in so hope we get to see you guys and you know 
I've been asked what am I looking forward to the most, and obviously seeing the players is, is at the top of the list. But, you know, a lot of special people, a lot of special fans, a lot of special friends. Uh, so hope they'll hope they'll come out. Maybe uh, maybe this can be, you know, something that jump starts the current club, you know, over the last three weekends of the year. And, you know, who knows what can happen. If a beaver can do it for us, maybe we can, maybe we can pass it on to <clears throat> the guys behind us. Coach, thanks. Appreciate it. And, uh, again, enjoy the day. Uh, That is uh, Steve Smith.